foremost, let's introduce the crew. We have Sandy Chen. Hi. Hey, it's been a while, Sandy. Good to have you back. Hey. Uh, Josh Irwin. Howdy. And of course, the disembodied voice of Jay Rich. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good to have you. Good to have you. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, certainly more stories than I expected to cover uh, this week. So let us jump in. We have, I guess let's do, let's do the two follow-up stories first. Knock them out of the way. And then we can jump into uh, Switch Corner. So first story we have for you involves Ubisoft's For Honor. Uh, if you guys uh, have been following the show, we, we talked about this for the past two weeks, actually. Um, first, uh, first we talked about how it basically took some 5,000 hours of gameplay or 700 some odd dollars to unlock all the, uh, cosmetic gear in this game. And, uh, last week we talked about how the director said, you know, you were never meant to unlock everything in the first place. Well, uh, since we had those conversations, uh, there's been a rebalancing patch for honor. And basically, they increased the uh, the amount of currency that you're receiving anywhere from 25 to 200 percent. Um, so you're getting more. Uh, I think it's steel is the in-game currency, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah, steel. So you're now earning more uh, in-game steel, which should be uh, helpful in acquiring more items. I think this is a smart move on Ubisoft's uh, part because essentially. It's a win-win for them. Um, even with this increase, it's still going to take a long-ass time if you want to unlock everything. But uh, on the flip side, you know they're listening to their fans. They're doing something about it. And you know, for most people who are only going to play a couple of characters, it's now a little easier to get the stuff that you want to get. Yeah. So, smart move, I think, on their part. Is this, you know? going to make you more likely to play steel now, now that they've done this or you feel like there's still a lot of gameplay stuff missing for you to jump in uh, no that game's a hot garbage fire so i'm not gonna play it but props to ubisoft for them like actually uh sort like sort of in a roundabout way admitting that they were wrong that like that was a shitty uh shitty system that they built basically a shitty progression unlock system that's true I, I, think it's, I think it's worth noting that we last the last time we talked about this, what, two weeks ago? Well, Josh and I talked about this last week when you weren't around because you're we, a bum. We, well, we but. talked about For Honor again a couple weeks ago, too. and we Yeah, yeah, no. The first time we talked about it was two weeks yeah. ago, but I'm saying Josh and, we, and I spoke about it last week as well. We basically compared it to – yeah, and I wasn't here because I'm a bum. Exactly. Um, but we compared it to uh, sort of to Overwatch and their, their loot chest system, right? Yes, we yes. did. Yeah. Um, it's worth noting that Blizzard also implemented basically that same system in Heroes of the Storm over this last couple weeks, too. Did they really? Yeah, this, there's a big update coming to Heroes of the Storm, Heroes 2.0, where... I'm super excited about it! Oh my god! It looks really cool. Basically... Yes. You um, talk about this, I'm going to be right back. All right. And then move on to the next story if I'm not back quick enough. Yes. Keep going. So, it, it's just worth noting because we had compared this to Overwatch in the past, and they're, they're basically... Overwatch Overwatchifying Heroes of the Storm as well, um, wherein that every time you level up, you get a loot box, but also every time you get, like, 10 levels, you get a special loot box that has a guaranteed epic, and every time you get any character, five levels, you get a character-specific loot box, and now every single item in the game is just craftable within the game, all their cosmetics, instead of having to pay money for them, 
And now all that real money, quote unquote, real money does is buy loot chests. And they actually are now using a, uh, a premium in-game currency instead of real money as well, which actually makes everything cheaper because there's not the, you know, the credit card, the credit thing. Mm-hmm. And I know like premium currencies make people nervous, but uh, I mean, it, it saves you money in the long run for, for this. Well, that's thing. like a totally free to play game too. So it's not like right where you have to spend 60 bucks or yeah. buy a video card well but i mean the 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 words you know premium currency make people immediately think mobile games that are also free to play but yep. blizzard blizzard has a, a really easy time pr spinning this because when they implemented this like yeah well now everything's cheaper for you like mm-hmm. if you look at the conversion rate you're paying less money for anything in the game and now every single cosmetic item which were previously all pay locked behind real money uh, are now just unlockable via the in-game currency you get out of loot chests and out of, like, uh, getting duplicate items in loot chests. They give you shards, which is, like, dust and hearthstone. Or coins in Overwatch, basically. So, uh, yeah, big uh, big changes to Heroes of the Storm, especially for free-to-play players. So, if you haven't checked out the game in a while and you're listening, you know, it's... They they call it Heroes 2.0 for a, a good reason. It really is basically a relaunch of the entire game. I want to make it clear that I haven't been present for the last two minutes of the conversation, but I want to say that I fully agree with whatever Jordan just said. Yeah. Um, all that. And you should play the new iteration of the game. Uh, Cause it looks awesome. And yeah. it looks like it's, it's going to be much more pl- free, free to play friendly. It's going to be very exciting. And like it basically the, the way this ties into the for honor thing is that the whole like gamifying of uh, progression, I think, Blizzard's been nailing it for a while, and maybe you know Ubisoft is finally kind of jumping on that train. And speaking of Blizzard, they actually just won a lawsuit that we talked yes, about. Big one. Yeah, that that cheat bot thing. Yeah. Yeah, and this is this is a substantial lawsuit, and as far as you know, the gaming world is concerned, um, the maker of the bot has to pay Blizzard eight and a half million dollars. That is a substantial payout here. Um, and uh, the company in question, uh, let's see here. Do we have a name for them? I know there's Boss a name. Bossland, is it? Bossland? Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> so they created two separate bots, one for WoW and one for Overwatch called Watch Over Tyrant. And yeah, Blizzard basically came at them. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Sandy. It's Bossland. Uh, and basically Blizzard came out saying, you know, this is uh, not only copyright infringement, but it's causing damage and harm, blah, blah, blah. And they won. It's kind of cool. But what does this lawsuit being won actually mean, right? Like, can a U.S. court force a German company to pay an American company for losses? Yeah, they can, but will the German come? They can't really enforce it. They can, like, they can issue an edict that says you have to pay this amount of money in damages, yada, yada, but they're going to have a real bitch of a time enforcing it if they really want to. Like, yeah, especially for a totally online product, right? Like, if this were a company that were shipping a product to the U.S., right. you could impose tariffs and fines against their product until they pay off that amount. But the fact that this is a totally digital product from a company in Germany probably doesn't mean a whole lot. Well, they couldn't have an official website for it. Well, here's here's where uh, you guys are making an assumption. Your assumption that Blizzard sued them in uh, American court. I don't believe they did. I believe they su- sued them in German court. 
Well, that makes sense because Blizzard does have Blizzard's a worldwide company also. No, I, I'm pretty sure the article says that it was U.S. Court. Specifically, it? let's see. I'm looking for it. Uh, no, it says that as a result of the ruling, Bossland is prohibited from selling programs that exploit Blizzard's games in the United States, but I don't think it says anywhere that it was a... This judgment only applies to the United States, so Bossland is not options yet. Okay, so I guess it must yep. have been the U.S. So it was a U.S. court. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't really mean a whole lot. They lost a lawsuit in a place where they're not actually registered as a as a tax collecting business, probably. So right. That's fair. That's fair. I wonder if there's a way to there's got to be a way to bring it to a European court of some sort as well. I'm sure there is, and I'm sure they're working on that. Like, yeah. so that's a it's, a it's a substantial win, and honestly, I I'm not too surprised. No, it's. I mean, there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of precedents for this, so yeah. mm, definitely, definitely. And I think the company has lost. No, there was another company that lost to Blizzard before, because I remember there's another cheap client for WoW, something like Glider or something like that. Yeah, there's a WoW one, and there was that that big Overwatch aimbot when Overwatch first came out that they uh, that they cracked down on too. Mm-hmm. But, but cheating still just rampant in Overwatch. So oh, is it? I didn't I didn't realize oh, yeah. that. It's, Apparently, I'm I'm only in like plat on ranked, but apparently in like diamond and masters in that game, it's just rampant of people who just should not be there. Interesting. So, interesting. I'm like level five. <laughs> uh, I need to play that game more. Me too. But it's just it's a good matter game. of time. It's just a matter of time. Uh, but let's go on to the main stories of the week. Uh, let's start off with uh, Switch Corner. Um, now, recently, uh, Josh, uh, you purchased Can't a Switch, win. and you have uh, been basically eating your words, essentially. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your experience. Uh, I'm eating crow. I think that this system is fantastic. <laughs> really? Uh, I have uh, not heard this. I, I really do. I, I like it a lot. I, um, I found one on Sunday, and I went. I drove 45 miles to go get one. Uh, I need some wine for this. This is too rich for me. <laughs> I need something to wash this down with. So, so it gets better. So I bought Breath of the Wild, as one does, but uh, I also bought one to Switch. Now, oh, wait, 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 I'm going to stop you right there. What possessed you to so, buy wait, one no, to Switch? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Pause real quick yep. before we know what possessed him. I'd like to rewind to two episodes ago where I told you my friend bought it, and you're like, is she a developer? Did she get it for free? No, I totally did. Yeah. yeah. All right. If, okay. Now let's hear Michael's if, uh If Jordan had a camera, you would see him doing a spit take right now. I, I would. It's true. <laughs> so uh, so here's the thing. Uh, I bought it on a Sunday, which also happens to be the day that we do family dinners with my nieces and my brother-in-law and his wife. Um, my nieces are eight and seven or nine and seven. You're a bad uncle. So they're they're young, and after dinner we always play a game. We always play like a board game or something. Um, but uh, I went to pick up the Switch, and I was looking. I was like, you know what? I bet you one two Switch would actually be a lot of fun uh, to play with them. Now my secondary thought was what Jordan was saying on that podcast where I was shitting on it uh, was how cool the HD Rumble was, and I'm like, well, one two Switch is really the only way to check out HD Rumble. 
so I thought, you know, kill two birds with one stone. I get to satisfy my tech curiosity uh, while also making my nieces happy, happy, right? So I picked up one, two switch and it was like the biggest hit. They had so much fun. Um, Interesting. They, they love the samurai sword thing. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that one. You have to catch the blade. Uh, yes, I've seen that one. They they were just having a blast with that one. Um, but well, uh, I will I will tell you this: uh, something you need to be very careful with on your switch is your save data, right? Because uh, your save your save data is not safe, and uh, more and more people are finding this out uh, for whatever godforsaken reason. I don't know what the logic behind this is. But Nintendo hasn't put in a method for you to back up your saves on Nintendo Switch. So what that means is uh, if this thing breaks for whatever reason and you send it away for repair, even if Nintendo uh, does repair it, there's absolutely no guarantee that your save files will be preserved. You might be just be sent back a wiped unit, as happened to a, a journalist recently for yeah. Ars Technica and... Uh, yeah, he wrote an article about it. But this is kind of crazy to me. This isn't like some revolutionary feature. This has been a hallmark of consoles for years. Yeah. Years and years and years. And I don't understand why why Nintendo can't do this. They did it before. They did what? it on the Wii. You could back up your save data on the Wii and on the 3DS. Well, and it's got a memory card, right? So and it's got well, a what? And it's got a memory card, so why why wouldn't you have that ability? Yeah. So right, or listen, or at least, I mean, have they talked about maybe doing um, cloud backup yeah. at, uh, at at all? All right, so I see you nodding your head, Josh. So yes, they have talked about that. Uh, yeah, that, that basically Nintendo issued a statement a few weeks ago, um, saying something like, "This is this is planned in a future update." Um, so oh. it goes. It goes back to what we've talked about before, which this thing was rushed. Yeah. Mm. This, I mean, if you if you held one and used one, the OS is obviously very bare bones. There's almost nothing to it. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's it is something interns designed, like the 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 actual like visuals of the OS. Like it's very much like senior project level. So I mean, so I'm gonna say this. So Sandy, we have obviously. I don't know. Uh, you've been quite busy in the past uh, couple of months. So I don't know how closely you've been listening to us shit all over the Switch, but surprise, surprise, we have been shitting all over the Switch. I, me and Josh, me and Josh, sort of turned our turned our tunes on this. I think <laughs> when I was last year, you were still shitting on it, and probably that was really early. Uh, so I want to ask you because you have obviously much more of a developer background than either of us here. What's your take on the Switch? Uh, well, I haven't had my hands on one, but I think the save issue is something that does sound like it was rushed because obviously you don't want to play every game like it's permadeath or have to finish every game through just in case um, there's something happening. That's and, just how I play games by default. It gives it that extra challenge. Yeah, <laughs> extra challenge. It's, it's so weird, right? Where it, it bends or something? Yeah, so that's the other story um, that we we're going to talk about very briefly uh, because some people have started to report warping um, in their switches um, when you keep the switch docked. Um, it obviously, it generates more heat. 
Right. And uh, some pictures have started popping up where uh, you can you can see the warping occurring. Now, two things here that we should note. One, uh, most of the posts that I've seen have indicated that they can continue playing uh, whatever they're playing with no issue, uh, despite the warping. The other the other thing to note, though, is that we don't really have a um, any kind of metric for how often this is occurring. Right. So um, that's why, you know, I, I'm not going to make a big deal out of this one yet, because if it's only like, you know, 100 people in every 100,000 units or something. As that's... long as it's not blowing up, causing fires. Right. <laughs> as long as as long as long Nintendo didn't make a uh, Note 7, then we're okay. We're okay. Um but yeah, uh, it, it's so weird because in, going back to the saving issue real quick, Nintendo allows you to save screenshots. And where yes. do you save the screenshots to? Your micro SD card. So why can't I fucking back up my save to the micro SD card? Why, well, Nintendo? It, and then the other thing they're going to be implementing is is actual video recording. That share button is supposed to do video recording as well. Right. So mm. um, it's just they weren't ready to launch this thing. It's, it's, Clearly. it's pretty awesome. It's pretty obvious, but even still, what's there, I really enjoy. <laughs> That's good. That's good. We'll see how you feel in another couple of months when there's like nothing to play once you beat Zelda. So. Uh yeah, I mean, well, Mario Kart's coming, and then. Okay. Uh, well, you didn't. Maybe, you didn't and, have a Wii U, right? So. Yeah, I didn't have a Wii U, so I'm gonna play all that stuff that was supposed to. That okay, that I makes get sense. To play, so you know. That makes sense. Um, I think. That is it for the switch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so moving on, uh, this is kind of cool. I, I, I think this is interesting. Uh, Dishonored Two um, is going to be doing a demo, um, and it's a pretty substantial demo, actually. Um, so Dishonored Two, you'll be able to play the first three missions uh, in the game. And you'll be able to, you know, if you, there's two characters in Dishonored 2 for anyone who hasn't been, you know, staying on top of this thing. So effectively, you could uh, play six missions uh, in the game, right? Three with each character. That's kind of cool. And you know, if you purchase the game, uh, your save data will obviously be carried over. Um, very smart move, in my opinion, but also kind of surprising because I... I I didn't think that Dishonored 2 would get a demo. I thought that like its name and its AAA status right. would kind of carry it. Um, so were you surprised that you know this that Seda is doing this or, or not surprised? Uh, I think it was unusual because it was a AAA game, but it's not unusual to have demos <laughs> like that. Sure. Um, but like you know, usually you, you like have a demo simultaneous with the game's release. The game's been out for quite some time at this point. Yeah, they have nothing to lose with it because yeah. it will just bring on people who didn't buy it outright. That's true. That's that's a great point. I'm considering picking it up, um, but I too need to be pulled away from Breath of the Wild. Although I'm playing it on Wii U, not on the Switch. Super fun. But I've said that before. But so, like, what's the tale on this game, right? Like, this game has been out for six months or so, right? Isn't it? Didn't it come out in the holidays? Um, I will get you a release date because I don't remember off the top of my head. But, like, I don't remember anybody saying anything or making a big deal about DLC or anything else that's going on with it. 
That's a good question. I, I'm sure there's DLC coming out. There's got to be, right? Like, Seems to be taking a while. A game of this size? By the way, but, it's on sale right now as I speak. It's 50% off, actually. It's only 30 bucks, And that is through April 11th. So go wild. Um, but let me see if there's any DLC in this one. I don't think there is, though. I guess my point is, uh, whether there's DLC or not, is that it, it's it been out of the public consciousness for a while, so this is a news article to get people talking about Dishonored 2. That's true. The game came out in November of 2016, so it, it's been not about six months, about six months. Close enough to, to not make any difference anyway. Yeah. yeah, more or less. But yeah, this is cool, so go ahead, check the game out. Um I'm sure you like it. It's it won a ton of like awards, or at least not. It's not necessarily awards. It got really top scores across the board from a lot of different sources. So there's no question about how good the game is. All right, got that. Clear up some space here on my browser. All right, good, good, good. Uh, next up, we have for you. Okay, Mad Cats. Now this one. Is that really up to the Mad Cats? Yeah, we're up to the Mad Cats. All right, so this uh, was both surprising and not surprising to me at the same time. Uh, Mad Cats has filed for bankruptcy. They are gone. Mad Cats no longer exists, essentially. They are selling off all their stuff. And yeah, uh, I was blown away because I feel like we've all grown up on Mad Cats. Mm-hmm. And uh, it had an interesting arc, in my opinion, because initially Mad Cats, in my mind, was like cheap knockoff-esque peripherals. And then right around the time... You're going to have to explain it to me. I didn't grow up with Mad Cats. You didn't grow up with Mad Cats? (laughs) Mad Cats were the tiniest, shitty controllers you gave to your friends when they came over. That's right. (laughs) That's... Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so Mad Cats made, you know, controllers for every conceivable system and peripherals, you know, up up the wazoo that you can imagine. And, yeah, it's, it, they were of somewhat inferior quality, but they were also cheaper, obviously, than the, than the official controllers, and that's why people bought them. Um, but they sort of, they had a curve, right? So right around the time that uh, Street Fighter IV came out for PS3, Mad Cats... Uh, came out with a controller that was highly in demand for for the fighting game. Yep. And they became almost, in my opinion, in my perception of them, a more premium uh, controller company. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were riding high. And what was their downfall was a really odd choice, in my opinion. Uh, they, they co-funded Rock Band 4. They basically made all the... Um, instruments, the plastic instruments for Rock Band 4, Rock Band 4 didn't do well. And they destroyed the company, basically. They went into debt. Um, They took an $11.6 million loss for 2016, and they just couldn't recover. That's crazy to me. It's absolutely insane. Um, What was your guys' take on Mad Cats? And and I was going to say this. are you, were you surprised that Rock Band Four didn't do well? Because you know that was ultimately what led to their demise. So, 
Um, I mean, I wasn't surprised that Rock Band 4 didn't do well. I didn't think that anybody was asking for another Rock Band or Guitar Hero. Um, so that's what's okay. I'll let you finish before I before I jump in there. Go ahead. So yeah, I mean, I this is this is the THQ little tablet you draw thing all over again, right? THQ massively backed this you draw thing, and then that sucked all their money out. And they ended up having to sell out. Oh, I remember that piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, that's what sunk THQ. So Mad Cats basically just repeated history. Um, they started becoming premium in like 2007, I think, when they bought SciTech. But uh, I, I had a feeling that they were going under when they sold SciTech again in, uh, to Logitech. I think Logitech owns SciTech now in like mm. September. So it was, it was only six or eight months ago. Um, so me personally, no, I'm not surprised. They sold, they sold to, to generate capital, they sold the most valuable piece of their business probably that makes all of the high-end SIM equipment that everybody buys. Mm. You know, so it seemed like a big mistake to me. So that's that's the weird thing to me is what made them decide that the public wanted Rock Band Four. That's what I that's what I just I can't comprehend in my mind. Like obviously, um, well, there had been some time I, since I, Rock Band Three. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sandy. Go ahead. Well, from a business point of view, this is a brand, a name that does well you can't lose but but they hadn't oh. done well in you know i don't think was rock band 3 like a huge you know yeah, commercial I, success i don't feel like it was i feel like probably one and two did well i don't know about three yeah and well, even they never reached the guitar hero levels right no it was never no it never good. did it didn't want i'm sorry say that one more time sandy no, I never did reach the popularity of Guitar Hero. Mm. So now they're pushing Rock Band VR. Hell, my Oculus headset came with a uh, an attachment for the Guitar Hero or the Rock Band guitar that you put the motion controller on the end of it. Mm. Like and like that just launched like last week, and apparently it's doing okay for VR. Yeah. Right. So I've heard things about the Guitar Hero VR thing. But I haven't looked too closely into it, so I don't know how well that's going to do. But it's it's weird, right? Because it's obviously Guitar Hero also had another game that came out at the same time or very close to Rock Band 4, but they did a very, very different take on Rock Band 4. Rock Band 4, you could argue, was basically you know a slight improvement over three very similar art style and very similar sort of concept, whereas Guitar Hero went with the whole live thing where they recorded a bunch of footage and, you know, combined it seamlessly. So you felt like you were actually performing guitar yeah, and stuff. Right. But the thing is, I don't think Guitar Hero did that great either. You know what I mean? I mean, rhythm games in general have kind of fallen out of, fallen off of their huge throne that they had for a while there during like the. Right, absolutely. And so, you know, you, you would think that. Mad Cats would have done their homework and been like, wait, wait, wait a second, guys. Most people aren't buying our Guitar Hero controllers. We're selling way more fighting sticks, arcade sticks, than we are guitars. Why are we going all in on this on this game? It, it just seems like such an odd move. I never understood it. I was very surprised when the announcement came out that they were the only ones making the peripherals for the game. I was like, I don't know if that's a good idea. 
I mean, well, the, the same other... reason why people bet all in on, you know, red 65 <laughs> on a roulette table. Like, it so was you're saying game. Mad Cats had a gambling addiction. That's what you're saying. Yeah, it, no, it was. It was a gamble because if that paid off for them, like if music games had made some huge comeback, they would have been, you know, as uh, Mr. Show once said, king shit of fuck mountain. Like <laughs> they would have been on, they would have made a ton of money if rhythm games actually had come back. But the last few rhythm games that tried to didn't. So, mm. well, like, and I think, I think they made a point of making Rock Band 4 and Guitar Hero. They were both backwards compatible with the USB versions of their stupid, yeah. silly plastic guitars, right? So you could walk into any Goodwill across the country and buy 10 of those things for a dollar right? and play the stupid game, right? You didn't have to mm. buy the $90 version of the game. Right. I agree. I Hell, agree. Goodwill would probably give you one. They'd be like, look, just get this, <laughs> get this damn thing out of here. It's true. That's true. I, I still feel terrible about it though, because I mean, it's it was especially as you mentioned towards 2007, it was more of a premium, um, premium company, and I actually yeah. have one of their arcade sticks, not the first iteration, which I mean, by the way, it's quite valuable, especially I can imagine even more so now that the company went defunct. Yep. But the the um, the arcade sticks sold for, I want to say it was either 200 or 250. I don't remember off the top of my head. I want to say they sold for 200. They instantly doubled and they were, and they were selling 400 on the aftermarket. Yeah. Um, I have the second uh, hardware iteration. In other words, they like made a bunch more, the second version of it, whatever you want to call it. So that's the one I own and it, it's great. I mean, it works beautifully and, uh, and I'm kind of sad to see them go, honestly. That's a bummer to ever see, you know, a, a company go out because of a, you know, bad call, but. Right. You know, it is, uh, that's where we're at with Mad Cats right now. I mean, if they're lucky, someone will, someone will buy them up and, you know, at least. Maybe, but I kind of doubt it, but yeah, don't, don't put, don't put your eggs in one basket. Not generally not a good idea. No, not the best. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we are up to our, what the fuck section of the, uh, of the week. And we got some really uh, two two of the topics particularly are, are quite interesting. Uh, two 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 three. Oh, fuck it, they're all interesting. Um, so let's start with um, let's start with with I think the easiest one to talk about. Not the easiest, but the um, simplest, I guess. Uh, this is kind of cool. A blind player uh, entered a Street Fighter Five tournament. And actually won some matches. Now he didn't win. He didn't win the tournament, but he did uh, win some matches, and that is kind of crazy. And uh, yeah, it's now, really interesting. Blind? Are we talking like legally blind? Like you can? He's he's a, not just legally blind. blind. He's a hundred percent blind. Okay, if you okay. if you watch the uh, they you know the tournament was streamed, uh -huh. um, his eyes are not open at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, the so entire he's, time. He's 100% blind. He's 100% okay. blind. He has to be helped to his chair. He cannot see a thing. Okay. Uh, what were you going to say, uh, Sandy? Yeah, I was, I was going to say that it was really interesting because he, he solely relies on the sound right. production, which means that the sound must be really good as a cue to tell you if it's coming from the left or coming from the right or what kind of move it is. So... Exactly. Um, you, usually we don't you know, pick the sound other than 
support the visual. So uh, the mother dog. <laughs> Did we lose Sandy? No, she's there. I can see her lips moving. Oh, no. Nope, there she is. Yeah, we really need to get you a hard line connection, Sandy. I, I don't like your Wi-Fi. You want me to call your cable provider and complain uh, for you? <laughs> I have only one room with the Ethernet, so I can I see. move there. You need, to, you need to step up your repeater game or something because the Wi-Fi is no bueno. You, you cut in and out. I have no idea what you said. Not at the end of it, anyway. Yeah, at the end of it. They got a little spotty. You you were talking about the sound design, and then I lost you. So do you want to repeat some of that? Oh, yeah, okay. So if the Wi-Fi uh, behaves. <laughs> um, I was saying that I thought it was pretty interesting that he could tell if um, – it was coming from the left or coming from the right and what kind of moves were happening all by listening to the sound. And usually the sound is supporting the visuals. In this case, they must've been really, really good. Right. Um, exactly, exactly right. That is very crazy to me. And also I want to say a huge, a uh, huge accomplishment on, on Street Fighter's part on the sound team at Street Fighter that because this is clearly intentional this right. isn't uh this isn't like a happy accident the you know this was all done from the get-go where they wanted to make very clear audio cues so that you know when an attack both visually i imagine and audibly is coming from the left or the right and that's crazy that they that they sort of thought that through to such an extent is insane well, even still, too, like, this kid has no frame of reference as to what is actually going on on screen. He doesn't know a Hadouken from a flash kick. Do you know what, what I'm mean? saying? He like, knows he, by the sound. By the sound, but he has no frame of reference on the, what it actually does, right? He's never actually seen it. So the way that he must have trained was by listening to, like, competitive people play and recognizing sound patterns... Do you know what I'm saying? Like I disagree right. with you. I imagine the way he trained was he had someone sit with him and said, all right, when I do this, what's happening on screen? And then uh, basically, you know, through a lot of study on his part, I imagine, um, he got a feel for a particular character. Because I, I, I don't think he knows how to play everyone. Um, in this particular fight, he uses Ken, which is a very, uh, you know, Ken's a very aggressive character um, in the Street Fighter universe to basically try and sort of pin down the opponent or, um, uh, you know, overwhelm the opponent with, with his attacks. And so, yeah, I imagine he just sat down with someone and said, all right, describe to me what's happening. And little by little, he got a feel for the the range of the character which which attacks work which attacks don't work and so forth yeah maybe i, I have a feeling he probably sat down and listened to quite a few tournaments too and had somebody tell him what the cause and effect was as it was happening do you know well, what i'm saying I, I mean tournaments are happening you know a, a match happens so quickly that i don't think i mean maybe like a, he, a video of it maybe yeah, something to that effect. Because you, you'd have to pause the video and say, this just happened, and that just happened. And there's no way, there wouldn't be a way to do that in the middle of the match, because too much is going on. Yeah, yeah, I just, I think it's amazing without any frame of reference, without knowing what a fireball looks like, or 
you know, uh, uh, rounding uppercut or, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't know what any of that shit looks like. He doesn't know how it affects the other players. Like, there's no, there's literally no medium that he can compare it to. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm saying through yeah. trial and error, he must have learned, you know, if I do X, it's going to have Y result. He must have some idea. So I just think it's really cool. It is. No, no question. And the, the dedication on his part, I mean, you know, he's got to work twice as hard, in my opinion, if not three times as hard yeah. as a regular player because, you know, obviously a lot a lot less uh, input on his part to figure things out. I wonder. I wonder how much. Just another. Just another quick thought. I wonder how much like some of the like rumble feedback and stuff figured into. That's a good point. What yeah. he was doing. I'd imagine at least some of it. Like. Right. I wonder if they thought it down to that level where the rumble is distinct between, say, a fireball or an uppercut or something. He would probably know. <laughs> yeah. He would probably know. Yeah. yeah. I do think that he would know the feedback from the other player as to whether this is a successful attack or combo. Right. He must have had someone trained with him and, and given him feedback, I imagine. Well, yeah, there's no way that he didn't have like a, a spotter, if you will. Right. But yeah, it's still, I mean. It's super impressive. Either very, way. very impressive. Yeah, that's just amazing. And I mean, you know. Just, just that mindset of I'm blind, but I'm going to play Street Fighter is, yeah, that's just awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's really cool in my opinion. Um, yeah, kudos to you, man. I, I, I hope, I hope this guy goes, you know, keeps training, keeps getting better, and yeah. we, we see him pop up again. For yeah, sure. his attacks look more thought out and planned than mine do. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Let's let's uh, move on to the next story. And the other story is well, I'm going to save the two best what the fuck stories for last. Be, not because they're the most what the, the most fucked up, but because I, yeah, they lead to the most discussion. So sure. I'm going to do the the story of the next least discussion story, and that has to do with something that I honestly thought was an April Fool's joke. I swear to God, I thought this was. I saw this I story. Think, I think most of us did, or we wanted to believe it was an April yeah. Fool's joke. Anyway, so there is a show. Uh, it's it's on Netflix, or rather, it's going to be on the Japanese Netflix, and it's going to come to the American Netflix a little bit later in the year. They just got to translate it. It is called Final Fantasy XIV: Daddy of Light, and uh, yeah. yeah, wow. Um, Lance, can you can you play the trailer there for uh, for people to watch? Because I just I think we need to see the trailer first. Maybe that's a bad translation. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that's uh, that's an accurate translation because that's the that's the uh, that's the title being provided by Polygon, and I'm pretty sure they got it right. Well, the trailer says "Daddy of Light," so yeah, oh. it's yeah, yeah. That's the thing. So this this just blows my mind. Just absolutely. I, man, I'm totally gonna take this video and post it on my YouTube with the "Everywhere You Look" thing from Full House, <laughs> just to see how many people I can get to watch it. Right. Um, and so let's see, do we have a, a plot synopsis here? Um, let's see here. 
It the doesn't. Synopsis is just a bunch of question marks. That's solid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there a? Okay. So based on a true story, the drama sounds like a heartwarming watch for fans of Final Fantasy, a Final Fantasy Japanese television and kids bonding with their parents. Um. So sure. I guess it's about it's about a, a father that wants to bond with his uh, with his kid. And he does this by playing Final Fantasy fourteen with 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 his kid, and uh, it's novel. It's different. Um, would you guys I, watch the show? No, I'm gonna try it. I'll try it. Is it documentary? No, no, it's not documentary. This is a drama. This is this is not. It's fiction. <laughs> would you? I, could you I'll, see I'll yourself plopping down in front of the couch and watching this one, Sandy? I think that there wouldn't be a lot of action going on if we're all just in front of a, you know, monitor playing Final Fantasy. The action well, is at, in Final Fantasy. Look at the South Park uh, World of Warcraft episode, right? Like, that was, <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was pretty fucking epic. <laughs> that was one of the best episodes of South Park. Except it wasn't like, accurate. To World of Warcraft, that was hilarious. I loved no. it. I mean, it was super funny. Like it was super funny. It just had no, very little to do with actual World of Warcraft. Yeah. But I'll I'll check it out on a Japanese sitcom. I'll watch an episode or two and and see what it's like. Like I don't know. It's it's an interesting concept. When I grew up, I was into video games, and my dad totally wasn't. Right. So like I remember getting a 32x and loading up Virtual Racing on Christmas, and my dad was like, "Why are the tires square?" And then he <laughs> and then he grunted and walked away. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 I don't know. Like, it's cool to see a sitcom that's kind of progressive in that way, where like a kid and his dad are playing a game together. I think yeah. that's kind of cool. So that part's cool. I just don't. Have, I, I just don't have time to watch it. Like, what, what I'm, I'm curious about. What I'm curious about is about 30 seconds into a video, you see uh, a Japanese guy, and he looks kind of petulant, and he's got his arms crossed, and then the the scene transitions to. A female character in Final Fantasy, uh, I imagine fourteen, in the same pose. And so my question is: is the is the male is the guy playing a female character in the game? I think that's oh. what you're supposed to imply from it. Yes. How, how dare you even ask that question? <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm just curious if that would like uh, if that comes up in the story. Like you know, he uses his female avatar to get like free shit from the male he, avatars. I he identifies as a sexy cat woman. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. I'm just, I'm really curious how that plays out in the show. I have no idea, but I wonder if that's a thing. There's also, I mean, I just, I really want more information about it. Like you the see, old. I think you do now, but I, I think, think I do. That's true. It's one of those. It's like the. It's like opening the Ark of the Covenant. You can't go back after you. <laughs> is it, I mean, there's like, like there's then no. You're just, then your face is melted, and you've you've learned the secrets of the universe. There's no context here. Like you know, there's a scene where it looks like the characters are standing in a nightclub of some sort, and they're just standing there, and then the scene transitions. I'm like, why are and they? I implore you to go watch the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade before you go down this hole. <laughs> <laughs> go down this road. <laughs> Watch the documentary film made by George Lucas that's about this exact <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll have an episode where the kid like has a gambling problem and he won't leave the gold saucer. Oh, <laughs> oh god. Oh man. What kind of drugs are there in the game? We have a Jesse Spano episode where he's so excited. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
Sorry, Saved by the Bell deep cut. I I'm gonna, I'm cut. gonna. So I will check it out as well once this is out. I think it's coming out um, in the U.S. Uh, later in the year. It's starting in Japan. Oh, uh, April. Let's see. It's uh, April 16th uh, in Japan, and I think April 20th on Netflix. But the uh, overseas release is scheduled for the fall. So we'll follow up on this one, and we'll let you know how terrible or how awesome it is. Or I don't, I don't know. We're, gonna... We're getting it first before overseas? Japan is getting it first, yes. Okay, but what if it bombs in Japan? They're still going to... I imagine right. so, because I'm, I'm like Netflix has already paid for it to be brought overseas, so I don't see okay. them. Yeah, they won't. Yeah, they'll put it up. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll follow up on this one. Uh, obviously, once it comes out, you know, we'll we'll take the bullet for science <laughs> and uh, and let you know. But I really want to talk about these other two what the fuck stories. Um, the first one being Destiny 2. So uh, I'm sure everyone and their mom at this point has, you know, heard about Destiny and probably has an opinion about Destiny one way or the other, um, unless... Yeah, you know, you just really d dislike first-person shooters or something, then then I guess, you know, give a crap. Um, well, Dest uh, Destiny 2 has been announced. Uh, the reason we're talking about this in, in the what-the-fuck uh, content is because, context, I should say, is because if you load up Destiny right now, if you, if you bought into the game and you load it up right now, you're going to see a splash screen that's basically asking you to pre-order Destiny 2 right now. There's been no gameplay footage. There's just been basically like a pre-rendered trailer that has come out, and that's it. We know they, virtually they nothing. They teased a teaser, and yeah. then they let, released another teaser, at the end of which they're demanding that you pay 70 or 90 bucks to pre-order this <laughs> fucking game without ever showing you anything other than Nathan Fillion's naturally snarky attitude. Like, right. We literally know nothing about this game outside the fact that it's Bungie and Destiny and 2. And Nathan but, Fillion voices a character. And it's a sequel. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean obviously we can make some... That had what you could very, very generously call a story. Right? <laughs> and any of you out there in podcast land that have pre-ordered Destiny 2, fuck you, you're the problem. That's true. You are a problem. You should go cancel that right now, please. Feel ashamed of yourself because you're going to hell. It's true. I'm just saying. <laughs> what he said. Um, yeah, no, I don't get. I don't understand pre-ordering this game. Like, no, I can't fathom a world where, like, like unless you somehow didn't feel burned by Destiny One, and you're just like, all right, yeah, I want more of that. Like, so, so know. that's that's okay. So. What I'm really confused about is everything that I've read about Destiny. And I want to, well, let me preempt this to say that I have Destiny. And the only reason I have it is because uh, as a birthday present, I got the um, the Destiny uh, PlayStation, the Destiny edition of the Taken King um, PlayStation. And so I played it for a little bit. I got to maybe... I don't even know. I don't remember what level my character is. I played it for a little while. I got to like 20 something or whatever. And I stopped. I just, I didn't really care at all yeah. about the game. Uh, but I always, I, I followed it in terms of, you know, it came out with expansions fairly regularly. And almost every single time the expansion came out, all the reviews were the same, where it's like, there's a dribble of new content, but most of it is 
all the old maps backwards or yeah. reskinned enemies or a brand new thing to grind or whatever. So most of the most of the expansions, except for I think the very last one, had had the most positive thing said about it. But there was like what four expansions? Is that right? Yeah, uh, something like that. Yep. Okay, so three of the four expansions were, in my opinion, from what I read online, not well received, generally speaking. Um, the fourth one was okay. No one said it was stellar, but everyone said everyone agreed it was better, but not amazing or anything. And and yet, uh, Bungie is ballsy enough to be like, of course you want two. Why wouldn't <laughs> you want two? Um, well, it's like my mind. they're marketing it like it was this huge hit, basically. Right. Well, and it was. I mean, it was a huge commercial success. It really was. Um, but I, 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 oh man, just what they're doing right now is so gratuitous. It's, ugh. Yeah, well, yeah. All right, go, go ahead, years? Sam. I mean, it's not coming out soon. So, September the 8th, I think. So, I mean, a little over a year. Um, I know that the only, that the, it's going to be on PC this, this time, which is, Sort of a big deal, I guess. I mean, I, well, no, I don't care, but I know that it's some this September. It's it's five months away. Oh, this this September. This September. Yeah. Oh. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah, well, so okay. Then, now now here's <laughs> the thing, right? Here's what I'm curious about. Let's say this game comes out, Destiny Two. And or let's say out, and, like hypothetically, say this actually happens. Like this game is coming out. Okay. Right. 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 Like, Let me rephrase that. Let's say when Destiny Two comes out. Um, it's great, right? Like, let's say a bunch of improvements have been made. Would you not then feel cheated as maybe someone who has been there from day one or since like maybe the first expansion that it's like, oh, wait a second. You've been holding out on all the good shit, working on the sequel instead of giving me, you know, actual, you know, quality of life improvements on the game I already paid you for. You don't think that, you know, it's going to stoke anger or you think people are going to pull out their, their wallets and be like, oh, it's better. So I'm getting I, I think the latter. And I think the latter would be completely fair. Like if I, I don't know, I, if a game comes out and it sucks, but it makes a bunch of money and then the company makes a sequel and that sequel is legitimately good. They've good on that company. They learned their fucking lesson. Like, mm. I don't think, I don't think you have any right to feel cheated in that situation if the first game sucked like okay that's well, fair. It, creating and, a new game also gives you a much bigger budget than creating expansion right so i mean unless you work at blizzard entertainment then you just they let you have infinite money and infinite time to do whatever the fuck you want but right and then, so josh i know you've been following this one quite closely um and then you wrote an article for geeks worldwide about destiny 2 so i'm very curious about your take on this one are you uh you know, like let's say the gameplay trailer comes out and it does look good. Is this? Are you going to pick it up? Yeah, I mean, I'll probably pick it up. I, I enjoyed the time that I spent with the original Destiny. I only I only got to level forty, and then once they changed it to the light system, I just sort of stopped paying attention. Um, but I stopped paying attention because the world felt very hollow. There was nothing to do. There was all of these individual planets, and the longer you did them, the smaller they felt, and um, it didn't. Uh, it didn't appeal to me anymore. Uh, now, I think Destiny Two is a good idea. It gets them away from 
whatever is holding them back from their game engine that was designed to play on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, right? They need to become a truly next-gen title. Right. Um, you know, so I, I don't think it's a bad thing that way. Um, right now, I'm more offended about how bad it was revealed. It leaked. Um, so then they released a teaser trailer mm-hmm. that the tone... In my opinion, the tone was way off because the first Destiny, you wake up from the dead and, you know, uh, originally it was uh, uh, Tyrion Lannister that was telling you that um, oh, you're awake, and there's been all of this catastrophe and all this stuff. It had a very dark and serious tone. I mean, even the even like the enemies and like all of the the big bad guys from the moon and all this shit, they were all like really dark and sinister. And then you've got Nathan Fillion in the teaser trailer joking about all the loots you can collect, like we're talking about another Borderlands game. Hmm. Like this isn't Borderlands, this is Destiny. So like. I was more offended by the, the overall tone of the two teaser trailers than I was by the fact that they're doing a Destiny 2, I guess. That's that's how I would sum it up. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Sandy, any final thoughts before we move on to the uh, last story? Um, I guess I, w- I would expect that... Would be much better than. Um, yeah, we really need and, to work on that Wi-Fi because I have no idea what you just said. Yeah, don't don't ask me any questions. <laughs> <laughs> they always go back. Um. All right, but let's move on. Let's move on to our 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 last uh, story, and uh, I've saved this one for last because I I feel like uh, it would probably be the most um. It would lead to a lot of discussion. Um, and so basically here's what's going on. So persona five, uh, is coming out. They come out today or, or is it, or is it tomorrow? Jay? It comes out, well, it came out today. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I'm super stoked about this game. Uh, I've been looking forward to it for a long time as, as, as have many, many other people. I'm sure. No question in my mind. Um, so Atlas, uh, USA, uh, posted a note to streamers and the note, I'm just going to read it real quick verbatim. It says this being a Japanese title with a single playthrough story means our masters in Japan are very wary about it. They're talking about the uh, corporate offices, obviously Uh, sharing is currently blocked through the native PS4 UI. In other words, if you have a PlayStation four, you cannot use the share button at all to stream this game. However, it goes on to say, If you do plan on streaming, video guidelines above apply except length. If you decide to stream past 7-7, I highly recommend not doing this in caps. You have been warned in caps. You do so at the risk of being issued a content ID claim or worse, a channel strike slash account suspension. Uh, This being said, Persona 5 is a super special case for us. And we're, and we're in ongoing discussion about how policies may evolve in the future. Thanks for reading and good luck in the metaverse. Now, uh, just to clear things up, 7-7 seven, seven here isn't referring to our June. Uh, it's referring to in-game June. Uh, the, game, the game starts in April and uh, it just follows the regular calendar. So they're saying don't play through 7-7 seven, seven in the game. That's about a third through the game is my understanding of it. Um, so this is, in my opinion, super controversial. Um, 
before I chime in, I'll, I'll open the floor to you guys. What's your take on this? Is, is this a dumb move? Um, is Atlas, you know, just being cautious here because they feel like if people watch a stream, they won't purchase the game? What's what's your take on all it? Uh, my take on it is technically any company could just do this right now. And this is just Atlas explaining that they are going to do it. Like streaming exists in a weird place. Like any company could go right now and be like, no, you can't stream our game. It's our intellectual property and no. Like that is a thing companies could do. And it would take a while for there to be any court precedence on whether or not that's legal. But as of now, that's what companies could do. But most Nintendo companies- Nintendo does it. Yeah, Nintendo does all the fucking time, but like they don't really do it with streaming so much. They do it with like video content of like Let's Plays and stuff. So oh, no, they do it with streaming. They hit me on my Metroid Prime or my Metroid Super Metroid play. So I the streamed. interesting thing or is that you, what were you playing? Uh, Super Nintendo, and I was streaming to uh, uh, YouTube. Like you were playing it on like a Super Nintendo hooked into a. It was hooked into my computer through Dazzle. Right, so it wasn't an emulated copy. It was a real copy of it. It was a real co- It was a legit copy. Yeah, that, so, and that's the thing. You totally can do that. And this is, I mean, ultimately what this is, is Atlas coming at this as, like, a piece of art that they want people to ex- experience. Mm-hmm. Like, and I get that. You know, they put, like, a, sh- this game's been coming out for, like, almost 10 years at this point. Like, that long? Like, really? It's a long time coming. Like it was, it was in the development cycle during Persona Four Golden's development cycle. So. Well, and Persona Four was a PS2 game. Yeah, that's true. You have to keep that in mind. Like, Persona well, this 4 game also a... did come out for PS3. Yeah, it it did, has... yeah. and that's yeah. that's how long it's been being worked on. Is that it was still like, uh, so like, yeah, it sucks. But also, like, I would never watch a stream of this game mm. because I don't want to be spoiled, anyways. So. So you're you're essentially making the roundabout argument that anyone who's watching a stream of someone play this game probably wouldn't purchase the game for themselves anyway. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I, I'm not saying that. Maybe they would. Like, I'm saying that I personally like. I'm not gonna watch a. I'm not not gonna watch someone else play through a story heavy game that I'm interested to play. Like, it's the same reason I'm not gonna watch any like Mass Effect Andromeda let's plays or anything because I'd rather see the story for myself. Whereas like. Like, mostly my streaming diet consists of, like, PvP games. I watch Heroes, Dota, Overwatch, Counter-Strike, whatever. Right. I mean, I'll watch a 15-minute segment of the game to see sure. what the system is, systems are like, what the UI is like, like, how the game plays, um, just to kind of get a feel of, like, am I going to enjoy this? Is this what I expect? Right. Um, but, like, it, to me, it wouldn't matter whether or not that Gameplay takes place before the June or July seventh, or after the July seventh. I would just watch until I had an idea of what it was that I was jumping into. On the other hand, this does seem super weird. Like it seems like a book publisher like issuing a warning to like audiobook people, being like, "Do not record past chapter 40, You must. <laughs> like, it so, does seem kind of weird. Like because strange, but I don't. I think it only seems weird because this is the first time this has ever happened. And also the super cryptic language they decided to use. Like, how is it cryptic? What's cryptic about the it? The like, masters. You, you oh, have been warned. Well, our I think masters that's, that's... in Japan will have our heads. Like, I think, so, I think that they're trying to be like language. kind of funny about it and basically saying it's not from the U.S. office. It's coming from Japan. Sure. No, it's just it's it's an all around weird thing that affects me in zero ways because I wasn't like 
I wasn't going to stream it, and I wasn't going to watch any streams of it. So right, I actually, I actually want to stream it more now just to piss people off. Well, right, I think that might be what ends up happening. Is like yeah, you encourage well, like the the uh, chaotic neutrals of the world, like Josh. <laughs> just... It's like I got an Elgato. We'll stream, motherfucker. I don't care. Yeah. So the <laughs> the interesting thing to me is, first of all, I I, I think uh, it's kind of good on them that they're just upfront about it because oh, yeah, Nintendo sure. is kind of a dick. As far as I'm concerned, when it comes to streaming, there's no warning. It's just like, oh, you decided so. to play one of our games and show it to people? Well, fuck you. Here's a uh, here's a copyright infringement. Here's a strike against your channel. Nintendo is, is just a straight up dick about it, as far as which I'm Which is weird, right? Like, because streaming is such a hugely popular thing that gets right. so much good word out. Like, it's basically free advertisement for your fucking game. Like, and that shit's been proven time and time again that it's free advertisement for your game. Like, and what the fuck do they care if I play Super Metroid for an hour? Like, uh, man, well, that's like, the other thing. Like, it's especially you're stupid ruining game people's that, enjoyment of the game, Josh. It's yeah, a super Nintendo game dumb that, for games that you literally cannot acquire. Like, yeah, uh, like, yeah. I guess you can buy it on the Wii Shop, but like, yeah. No, I agree. Nintendo is like. Has like, re but they always have. They've always had like really backwards views about whatever like the newest thing in gaming is. Like, right, right. So like backing up save data, for instance. Yes. So, so here's the thing. On, on, I was going to say, I'm glad that Atlas is being upfront about it. I think, I think that's good. Oh yeah, that, for sure. That, that they're being honest about this. On the flip side, as you just said, um, streaming tends to increase game sales. Um, I mean, granted, Atlas isn't going to have any fucking problems selling this game. Right. And all like it's been getting like. I believe one of the, what the Kotaku review said, it was like the, it was, it is the best millennial game and it's like a transcendent experience or something. Like there's been a lot of praises heaped on this game and a lot of people saying like, hey, if you've never played Persona, this is a great place to start, which I would argue any of the games are because they're not really connected. Like no. there's not real, there, there's like, there's theme, tenuous connections, but yeah, there's really tenuous connections and themes that go through the game, yeah. but it's, they are, none of them are direct sequels like no not at all and uh so like do i think atlas is right in doing this maybe maybe not i don't know i haven't got to uh you know seven seven in the game yet. i haven't even started playing it but like so i'll put it this way like if this was a like a movie or a tv show it's like it's basically like m night Shyamalan being like hey please don't like show the sixth sense to people back in two thousand and like ruin the twist. Like <laughs> I'm sure there is some big twist that happens on seven seven that's gonna be amazing. And once I get there, maybe I'll have a like a more concrete uh opinion on whether this was the right move or not. Like well, so the but other I don't thing... know. I don't know how cool the thing that happens on seven seven is. Like if the thing that happens on seven seven is as simple as like oh shit. Okay, I'm not even gonna say anything because if if I accidentally spoil the game, yeah, don't people, spoil it. Like, well, I don't. I don't know if I would be spoiling it though. Like, if it's something like basic or even something uh, that isn't super. Like, I was gonna say I. I don't think it matters. I'll be honest with you. I don't really think it matters what happens on seven seven. No, I, th I think it does. I think depending on how cool that reveal is, like if this is something we've never fucking seen before in a video game, totally I don't think worth, totally here's, worth here's telling people the thing, if. Because because this this event on seven seven is about a third through the game, right. I don't think that anyone needs to watch a third of the game, which is probably I imagine at least hours. if you speed through it maybe ten hours, but probably a little longer that. for most people. 
Yeah. The game is uh, supposed to be about 100 hours long, just like the other ones. So. Yeah. So I don't think anyone needs to watch it that long to make a decision whether they want to play it or not. Um, so I think two things. One, if you need to watch it for that long to make a decision on whether you want to buy the game or not, you probably aren't going to buy it, I'll be honest with you. Maybe. And, and so if you're not going to buy it, it doesn't really matter if you watch whatever the supposed twist is on 7-7 because you weren't going to buy it in the first place. I don't know, man. I, had, I, I knew a lot of people. Okay, spoilers for Game of Thrones coming up. It's Game of Thrones Season 1 coming up, guys. <laughs> if you haven't fucking watched it by now, I'm sorry. This, this is your problem. <laughs> Wait, have you have you not watched it, Sandy? Really? I have watched it. I okay, I, I thought you said I hadn't, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. She looked a little okay. worried there for a second. She's like, yeah. "Fuck, la la so la, spoilers, la la spoilers la la la." On season one, I had a shitload of people like, eh, "I'm not really interested." It looks like Lord of the Rings. I don't give a shit about fantasy. And then when word got out, like, "Oh no, they fucking murked the main character in episode nine. A shitload of people started watching the show at that point because, like, "Oh, these guys aren't fucking around." Hmm. Like, I th I think if you really are able to do something new and incredible with a video game, I think it's worth telling people, like, please try and experience this for yourself. Because, like, okay, I, I read uh, Game of Thrones before the show came out, so I was always, a like, a snobby book reader. Talking right, right. But, again, if you're going to put a big twist into your game, you wouldn't really put that twist, I don't know, two hours in. Like, oh... You know, someone's going to hate the first 19 hours, but once they get to hour 20, oh my God. Uh, I don't, you, I don't, Final Fantasy 13. They're going to yeah. put, there's, yeah, I don't know. All right. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. I, I feel like, you know, either you know about the game or you don't, and you made a decision. And if you don't know about the game, you don't need to play, you don't need to watch 10 plus hours to make the decision whether this game is for you or not. But I do want to say real quick that, Something. Uh, the other thing about the statement is it, it it indicates that they're trying to talk it out with the Japanese branch and be like, "Hey, listen, this is kind of dumb. We'll, well make yeah, this the official is... policy, but we're going to try and convince them essentially so well, that they shouldn't do this." That's the other thing that's worth bringing up is that like streaming culture is way different in the U.S. than it is in like Japan, China, and Korea, especially like. Mm -hmm. streaming culture is way 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 different like it's a whole different thing like the way that well, what's different about it and just tell well, the way that people approach streaming and like how big of a like a movement it is within gaming i guess really like because in the united states it's so is it bigger like, smaller i'm confused it's smaller in most small okay. in like at least in korea it's much smaller because people aren't interested in like Korea, especially in like watching one person play a game when they can go at any point to some huge esports tournament and watch like a real like television production. Like in the US, it's a very like grassroots thing, whereas a lot of parts of Asia have already embraced gaming as a culture. Right. So they already have like places you can just go as an experience to go watch video games being played. Whereas in the US, like, yeah, we can do that, but we all like streaming is way easier to watch for us basically so like what if you're a 10 or 12 year old kid is like you played persona 4 golden on your vita uh, i would ask what the fuck is wrong with your parents if you're 10 because or 12 of, and they yeah. let you play persona 4 it's, it's the not first that thing bad. that game's pretty fucking grim like yeah, yeah but it's not like it's not like gross no the end of the game is pretty fucking gross don't spoil yeah. it. i haven't finished 4 
Oh, yeah. you have it? I have four. I played if you, don't, if, I have if you don't know who the bad guy is, then. No, there are gross things in that game. And, like, just fucked up shit in general that, like, maybe, like, I am not the kind of person who's like, oh, don't let your kids see fucking Terminator or whatever. There's too much blood. Like, Persona 3 and 4 deal with some, like, fucked up social and mental issues. Like, Well, in Persona 3, you're literally blowing your brains out to bring out the... Metaphorically well, sure, but that's you know that's just that was cool edgy imagery in in that. Game, but <laughs> but like I guess my thing is, is is like it seems like kids now just want to be in the discussion, right? Like right. that's why that's why Minecraft became such a big streaming thing was all the kids at school are talking about it, and whether or not they could afford it, they wanted to be included in that conversation. Yeah. So like I think that not being able to stream it for past a third of the game is is kind of cutting out that you know, that section of people that would be talking about your game. Mm. Uh, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Right. That's just, that's just my opinion, I guess. But I agree you know. in Persona's case because it's, the game is basically a movie. Like yeah. it's a lot like, uh, say Metal Gear Solid, for instance, or last, well, last of us is, I'm not going to go. Nope. Not going to no. <laughs> You're not going to bait me into this, Josh. We're not having this conversation again. <laughs> it's, it's a lot like Metal Gear Solid basically where there's like, Gameplay segments interspersed with long, long narrative sections, essentially. Right. Like, I would say that, yeah, maybe, like, like Minecraft, I still don't understand why kids even want to fucking talk about that. Like, yesterday, I stacked up five things of grass on top of each other. Like, <laughs> fucking cool, bro. I stacked up five things of dirt. Like, what the fuck? Who cares? Like, uh, that's a generational divide because no, I completely it is. It's agree totally with 100%. I don't get it either. That, yeah, game has made, that, that game has made more money than I can even, like, conceive in my human brain. Like, I the, can't the moment for me... For that for that game that like blew my mind was Notch outbid Jay Z on the house. He he literally I was like, no, Jay Z, fuck you, I'm buying this house, and he just yeah. offered more. Well, and yeah, that's I mean that's a baller move too, right? Like you outbid Jay Z, like yeah, that's the thing that happened. Yeah, and at that point, like if I was Jay Z, I would give that guy like a free case of my vodka that I brew myself because <laughs> Jay Z does that. It's he does. Right. Yeah, he, he has his own line of vodka. It's which, not very good. Which which vodka does he do? <laughs> I don't remember what it's called, but I tried it once. Not very good. Because I, I don't. Are you sure you're not confusing him with uh, Puff Daddy, who does Ciroc? Oh, maybe I am. I don't. Anyways, okay. the point is, hold on. You keep talking about. Hold on. <laughs> I, need, I need to see if I'm correct here. <laughs> And didn't didn't Minecraft the idea? Yes, he, he makes Arm Armadale vodka. Ah, I've never heard and of it. And it is not great. It's not great. No, I'll avoid that great. next time I see it. Tito's vodka is where it's at. Just saying. All right, that's fair. Anyways, the point is Minecraft's dumb, not shouldn't have that much money. And everyone should just play Persona 5 up to 7-7 so that you can experience it. I'm not sure how we got to Minecraft, but I don't care. <laughs> we were talking about, like, people wanting to be in the conversation about things yeah. and streaming helping Oh, okay. That. All right. Because, like, a shitload of kids who can't play Minecraft or whose parents were like, that's dumb, I'm not buying that for you, uh, basically, like, still just got to watch. Because you literally don't have to play Minecraft to be involved in that conversation. Like, right. Oh, I saw this guy's video where he dressed his character up like a superhero and rode a pig around for 30 minutes. And that video's got 50 million views and bought that guy his third house. Like, whatever. 
Whereas like Persona Four, Persona Five is like a complete narrative experience, which I think is a little bit weirder to like. Right. Try and be in the conversation on, but also like it kind of makes sense because you know, fuck it, you don't really have to play the game to get the story. Mm. Mm. Well, on that note, I think we are out of time. I think we are. I think we're over time. On that bombshell, we yeah. are over time. Uh. Until uh, until next time, people, uh, make sure you hit like, subscribe, thumbs up, whatever the case is. Let, let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't. Hit us up at at Pack Podcast. I have been your host, Michael Schluger. I'm Sandy Ben. Josh Irwin. And Jay Rich. Have a great week of gaming. Push a lot of keys for us. We'll see you next time. That's totally This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!